Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden buzz in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. <laughs> oh, is he a caveman? Because it suddenly clubbed that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with a dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> G'day, welcome. This is Golf Andrew Dados, my name. How you going? How you playing? How's your game? You going well? Is it your head? Is your head stopping you from being better? Is it your equipment, your balls, your playing partners? Or is it you? Are you the problem? Is it you physically? Are you not physically capable of getting into the positions you want to? Well, I'd like you to meet Chris Finn. He is the founder of Par for Success. Um, they do golf performance, fitness, and physical therapy. And part of their mantra is uh, you'll gain 10 yards, you'll improve your turn, your flexibility, you'll stop pain, and they guarantee the results. They guarantee the results. Uh, and there's even a freebie here for you, uh, but you'll find out about that a little bit later. So Chris is terrific, physical therapist, really, really fun, uh, works out of North Carolina, so it's nice to, um, to speak to someone with a new accent. Um, and it's all about mobility and power and transition. And I think you'll really like it because it's practical. It's, well, it's not a how-to. It's how he got to where he is. Um, and then at the end, there's just the one simple thing that everyone needs to do to get better. So this is Chris Finn from Par for Success. I hope you enjoy it. And as usual, we started at the very beginning with how he came to golf. All right, Chris, the place where we always start is how did you come to the game of golf? So it's a, it's a pretty funny story, actually, Andrew. I, I, uh, my first introduction to golf, I was 13. My father took me to the golf course and I uh, you know, get to the first tee. It was a sh- short par four. And uh, I think he told me, he gave me an iron. And I, granted, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. So I right. take the iron. And yeah. So hey, whereabouts is this? So this is in Connecticut. So it's a Connecticut little municipal course. Uh, it's a short downhill par four. I can see the green. I, I, I was baseball, basketball player. And so, you know, I'm 13, testosterone. So you know, I'm pretty confident. Like, oh, this is going to be easy. Right? So you know, I swing as hard as I can. 
Man, I think the sod went five yards further than the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so fast forward ten minutes later, I'm probably hitting my tenth shot. I don't think the I don't think I'm a hundred yards from the tee. I look at my dad and I say, Dad. Why the heck do people play this game for retirement? This is the <laughs> worst game ever, right? So that, that, that was my golf experience until fast forward. I, you know, I played basketball through college. I get to my last year of grad school and, and physio school. And I, my roommate, I, I don't know, I can't play basketball anymore. So my roommate takes me out to play golf. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So we go out and he, he, he just absolutely wipes my rear end up and down the golf course. And at that point in my life, I said, okay, well, I think I found my new sport, and and, and since then, and I have just been an absolute golf addict. So, so, so what was it that? Just let me go back to your dad, right? So, yeah. did your dad did your dad answer that question? Why would people play this in retirement? No, but he. I'll tell you what he he gets a hell of a of a laugh after. This is how I make my living now. Is he he I, he will never ever let me forget like forget that story ever, Andrew. It's. Hey, remember that time when we were playing golf and you You're said, right. no, you know, I think I, I think I went as far as saying, I will never, ever play this game. This is the dumbest game ever. He goes, remember when you used to say that? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Thanks. Well, is, he, is your dad a good golfer? No, he's not a great golfer. He's He was a caddy growing up. He loves the game. Um, he unfortunately doesn't play as much as he should. Um, but, you know, that's it's definitely the thing that him and I do together whenever he comes, you know, comes down. He's still up in Connecticut whenever he comes down to North Carolina. We usually do it. You know, a couple day trip somewhere uh, every year. It's something that we've kind of, particularly as I've gotten older, that we've bonded over that we can both do together. And um, you know, a one on one basketball game used to be our thing, but uh, I think both of us have aged out of that. So yeah, uh, so so basketball, you know, basketball's kind of gone into the rearview mirror, and golf really has been at the forefront of our relationship uh, since then. So uh, it's it's been pretty cool. Okay, and what was it about having your ass kicked by your mate in college? <laughs> that you found attractive. I mean, like what is? You know, I was I was, a, I was a good athlete, Andrew. I played right, like right. basketball, you know. And so I'm I don't like to lose. And so when I go up and I, you know, I'm playing against my he's, he was a he was in physio school too, and yeah, great guy. But he was not you know the athlete you know that I was at least in my mind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's hitting the ball a hundred yards past me. I'm in the woods. I think I almost got bit by a snake trying to find the ball at some right. And it was just kind of this realization of like, wow, this game's actually, for the first time, I actually saw the beauty in it, I think. And then okay. it was like, this is, this is something that is not just hitting a little white ball. Like this is an actual, there's an athletic, a massive athletic component to this. And it, it was something to me that I, I didn't just pick up immediately. And there was something beautiful about that to me. And it's, that's continued ever since. And it's really, for me, been kind of a metaphor for life of as soon as you feel like you got it figured out, you know, then you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is that? Do you, it's a great. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, look, you're, it's so you're, wild. Your expertise is the body. Okay, so your your is knowing how the body works, making it work better. You know, so what's what's the correlation then between body and mind within the game of golf that stops you? That means that, or is there any correlation between body and mind that says today the drive is going to work, but mm-hmm. the putt is not going to work? Or I you're going to shank for the next two weeks, yeah. and then you're not going to shank for the next four years, right? So is there is there yeah, is it a physical wild. mental um, relationship there? A hundred percent. I think for most golfers, and this is, we see this when we you know people do you know, we have a home assessment that people take, and literally we have it where we can see it live. Actually, we were just looking at it earlier today of like what the results are, and literally seventy plus percent of people fail. There's four main centers of the body that in our shoulders, our hips our spine and our neck that you have to be able to rotate to swing the golf club. So I think there's two Sorry, levels. Say that, say that again. 
So you have your neck has to be, you have to be able to rotate your neck. You have to be able to rotate your spine. So in golf, we'll call it shoulder turn, right? When you're watching mm-hmm. TV and, and oh, look how much shoulder turn he has, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the third is shoulder rotation. So your ability to rotate, think of your trail shoulder when you have to kind of drop the club into the slot so that you kind of that, that right or the for right hand for right-handed player, left hand mm-hmm. for left-handed player. And then you have to be able to rotate into your hips. So think of rotate into your trail hip and your takeaway, most importantly, rotating into your lead hip. You know, otherwise your foot spins out or, you know, you hang back or, you know, there's lots yeah. of bad things that, that a lot of gnarly things that can happen. Right. So there's four, four movements at the at one time. Effectively. So there's four. Yeah. So if, if basically in order happen, to, in, happen in order. Exactly. So in order to, to complete a golf swing without any restriction, you have to be able to rotate in those four main areas. So what we found is based through all the research we've done is if, if you can rotate in those four areas, you can complete physically speaking, you can complete a golf swing. Right. So. So when you ask, is it physical, mental, what's the connection? Well, it's both. And unfortunately, 75% of golfers who take that te- take just those four tests do mm-hmm. not pass at least one of them. 50% don't pass at least two of them, right? So immediately right then, what we're dealing with, this game's already hard enough, but now all of a sudden we have to come up with compensations. Because we can't get from point A to point B in our hip, let's say, that's the most common one people struggle with. Well, now you have to add side bend or you got to use your back or you overuse, you know, every golfer's elbow injury we ever see is because the hip or the shoulder or something else isn't moving. So they're trying to flip their wrists or make up for it with the arm. Right. So yeah. so immediately right right then and there, there's you're, you're having to cheat and compensate. And when we look at it on 3D, you know, the funniest thing in the world is you, you have a guy swing a golf club 10 times. We'll record it all in 3D. So we see how his hips are moving. It's like like every microsecond and we say, all right, hit 10 shots. And when we know already he's failed off like at least a couple of the tests, right? <laughs> so, so you look at, so you look at the four and then, then, then you'll, you'll, so it's you'll like there's a level of, it's just like there's a level of joy for you with that. Oh, hey, we oh, got a, oh, yeah. we got a three, three failure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, there's a bit of cruelty that if you haven't already, if you've met a physio there, there's a little bit of like a, just a sadistic side to our personalities. And so, you know, we get the guy who fails all three, like, all right, this is going to be fun to show him. So then you show him all 10 of the swings, on, you know, the graphs of how his body's moving. You go, hey, which one's you? Because all 10 of them look totally different, Andrew, like 100% different. Well, and the guy's like, well, it's probably that one. <laughs> and you, know, you kind of let him go. You know, let him ruminate on it. And you're like, Actually, they're all you, man. And, 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 and it really drives home the point visually to them that every swing they're taking is literally their body's having to move in a different way. Okay. And so and when you see that, you know, at this point, you know, seven, 8,000 times, like we've seen it times 10 of how many people have been here, right? That's, you're like, it like makes total sense of, well, how does it work this week? But then it doesn't work that week. Because okay. if there's something physically going, you're literally having to come up with a new cheat, right? And you take three days off and all of a sudden the cheat that worked three days ago doesn't work today. So there's definitely a physical component. You know, the other, if you do pass all the tests, well, then you get into the discussion of what other sport do you have, you know, three to five minutes between every single you know, swing that you make to think about and your brain starts going and, you know, and that, that's a whole nother discussion. But I think the easiest thing that is, you know, that is science, it's, you know, do A then B is if, if every golfer could rotate, all of a sudden you eliminate so much of the variance. Cause you know, and this is the cool thing you then, uh, you know, as the geeky scientist kind of people we are, you know, we fix all these rotary centers, then we go, okay, cool, let's go retest. And then you relook at the, the videos and now all of a sudden if 10 swings, like six or seven of them look exactly the same. And then you ask, mm-hmm. hey, how are you playing? He goes, you know, it's been a little bit more consistent. 
Like, yeah, right. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder crap. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so is this one of the things when you're in when you're playing with your mate in college as well? So one is yeah. that you're a better athlete, just in your own perception, better athlete than in you. my perception. Lord knows, yeah, it's yeah. probably not true, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, but also that um, because you're you're doing physiology, it's so you you're studying the way the body moves that when looking at the golf swing, was that part of it? Thinking I, there might be something here that I can actually invest a lot of time in making it work better and, and therefore golf better? A hundred percent, because I think coming from the, you know, the team sport world where it's so reactive and you know, there's so many variables, I'm standing over the ball and I'm like, all right, nothing is moving. I should be able to put I know, you know, I one know. to two to three together. Right? I should be able to put this together. Right? I should be moving. able to Exactly. Right. And, and there's no time constraint. I literally can take as long as I want. I should hit this perfectly every time. And so, you know, with the understanding of biomechanics and everything that was going, hundred percent to your point, it was like, I could see where I could, you know, my brain is very, you know, logic based. And if, well, if I got this better and, and this made that better than this, you know, my outcome would be better. And, and I think as I got into playing and got into my professional career and, and eventually, you know, started, you know, part of success, it was realizing that there really was nobody had any freaking clue how it worked. Like nobody knew right. like, well, what, what are the physical elements that you need to improve? There was lots of theories, but when I, one of the things that I'd get frustrated is you go say, well, okay, cool. Well, where's the data? Can you show that to me? Like you did that a hundred times and it was, and there would be crickets. And that was the most frustrating thing for me. And honestly, okay. it was the, it was the impetus to starting par for success. But this is, so, so you started par for success in 2013. Oh, just, just quickly before we get to that, what's your golf like now? So right now golf is a lot more enjoyable. Well, I should say I'm a scratch, I'm scratch, which okay. that doesn't necessarily make it more enjoyable. Right. And I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day. I was like, man, I used to be so happy if I could break like 90, and then I was so happy if I could break yeah, 80. Yeah. Now I go out and I shoot 75 and I'm pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's funny how perspective okay. changes as you All right. As so you you're, you're a very good golfer. So there's that. So this is 2013. You start looking at the way the body moves and the physiology of the body for golf. Mm-hmm. So surely then at the professional level, at the very least, the place was littered with physios. Mm-hmm. helping pro golfers yep. move better and more consistently. Yeah, it was, it, it was interesting time. It was 2013, you know, Tiger had been around, you know, a decade, right? So the fitness side had kind of, it was catching on at the professional ranks at the amateur level. People were still like golf, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like 12 ounce, 12 ounce curls drinking the beer after and the, and the 19th hole. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like, yeah, every time I do a curl, it gets lighter. Right. Um, but so there was an education element to it. And I mean, and so ultimately, you know, at that point too, I just, as a young professional, I was, I was totally unconfident at all. So I I just like, I'm going to track everything. Um, we're going to see where we are, where we're starting. And then, you know, and when we look at, you know, golf, really the only true like linear direct connection between the body or physical and play is club head speed. Right. Yeah. Because, if you, you know, you have great club head speed, but you don't hit center face, like then ball speed's not going to necessarily be reflective. So that was kind of the, the metric where we said, all right, this is the one thing I know that there's going to be, if, if I improve the body, that should get faster. Um, and now there's still elements of equipment and technical and, you know, those sorts of things. But in general, that was the most direct. So it's basically, we just started, I just started testing everything, Andrew, every mobility piece, every, I mean, man, if you saw my assessment in 2013, it took like two hours. 
the assessment now like, people can download it. It takes five minutes, right? <laughs> so yeah. It's just, it's funny the, uh, the, how, how much you are able to really kind of like put aside as, Hey, that actually doesn't move the needle at all. Um, and, okay. and really getting it really dialed into, Hey, these are the, you know, these are the five to six things that like really matter that really move the needle. Um, and that's, to me, there've been the really cool point, uh, and part of our evolution is really kind of dialing it in for people. I'm, I'm curious to know when you so started and your assessments are two hours long <laughs> and then what you so you'd laugh about it, but I, I sort of think, well, if I went to see someone and they, and had to do an assessment, I really want to make my golf better and I want to yeah. do a full body assessment and it takes two hours. A, that would be quite grueling, but also I'd be like, this, this guy really cares and he's really investigating yeah. everything. And if I went back 10 years later and it's, okay, stretch, do that, do, and it's four minutes, I'd be like, hang on a second. <laughs> I paid what? You got the guy who really cares, who didn't really know what he was doing, was trying to figure it out, right? And, and yeah. I think, But I think the cool thing is what we've been able to do is that, now that two hours, that was all physical stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, like our evaluation now is still, when people come in-house here in Raleigh, it's you know, North Carolina, it's, it's an hour and a half. But it's because we're getting them on force plates. We're getting three D, like you know, all the stuff I couldn't afford when I was driving around in my yeah, car yeah, in twenty thirteen, right? So, but so you literally the physical did, stuff is much simpler. You literally did start in the car, didn't you? I mean, that's <laughs> I've got pictures of my old old Mazda three with the rust on. I used to I'd go to these fancy country clubs, there, dude. I'd I'd go find the parking spot back in the corner away so nobody would see the the crap car that I had, right? And carry my table up to the range and acting like I was you know, worth something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a, it was a fun time. But isn't that the way it should start anyway? Like, isn't, I think isn't that, so. Isn't that the process that you've actually got to go through some level of pain? And again, I think this is a metaphor for golf as well. You've got to go through a level of pain to, to be better and to be yeah, accepted and, and, like and to that. appreciate it. And yeah, you got to earn your way. Nothing. And and I think to me, that's you know my favorite story. And you know, was when I first started, the first club that ever gave me any shot was a guy you know, it's actually one of the higher end clubs in the area pretty tough to get in and so they say yeah you can come to the locker room in the winter so i'd carry my table i parked in the back corner where nobody could see me <laughs> carry up the table and i was able to treat a member there and uh and i was sitting there and i said man if i could ever get to the point where i could join a club man this would be where i'd want to be and, and literally pretty much to the day uh in 2021 it was you know eight years later i was like i teed off as a member for the first yeah. time it was it was so cool that is cool. So par for, for success, and it's um, if you're going to Google it, it's par, the number four, success.com. Um, gain at least 10 yards, improve your turn flexibility and stop pain, uh, individual golf fit, fitness programs and guaranteed results. That's, that's your website. Yeah. So it's interesting to guarantee results. So if someone walks in there with a club foot, not that there's anything wrong with a club foot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so is it just a matter of finding the different, how how does it work? What you do your assessment and then what happens? Yeah. Great questions. So, so when everybody comes in and this was always my goal is that there's so much snake oil in the golf world is I wanted to be able to say, Hey, if you walk in my door and you're willing to put in the work, you know, we should be able, (laughs) if you're paying me, you should get results. Right. And that's, and I think that's so when somebody comes in, there's a couple dials we can always look at. The easiest one, like I said, 75% of people fail right off the bat is they can't even move from point A to point B in the four areas that matter, right? Okay. So their hips are tight or their shoulders are tight, right? So just by improving one of those areas, we immediately are going to see some gains in club head speed, uh, you know, 
the, the big thing that our goal is to be our kind of, I call it, you know, the, the corny kind of mission, if you want to call it that, is our goal is to be the best in the world at giving golfers longevity, right? And so for some golfers, longevity means they're 75 years old and the ball's only going 150 yards. It's not fun. So they need to pick up yards to continue to play until they're, you know, yeah. 80, right? You've got your junior golfers who longevity means I want to play in college. You got your college golfers. I want to play, you know, and, you know, at the professional level. And then you got your guys in the middle who are just like, I just want to beat my buddies and enjoy yeah. taking their money. Uh, and so, so, you know, yeah. as, as, as our website says, right. It's, for some guys, it's I want to go on the golf trip and I have pain and I can't go on my golf trip with my buddies if I have pain. So I need to get rid of that pain. Right. Um, for other guys, it's, you know, I'm, I'm losing all my money to my guy and to my buddies. So I want to hit it further because that's going to you know, help me play better. And so when they come in, we look at, you know, mobility is the first thing we're going to look at. There's the other thing that we look at is there's two main power centers um, that through the, all the data have what's called causational impact on club head speed. So meaning uh, there's. You know, if we get it better, like so, for instance, uh, there's upper body push power. So we'll use like a medicine ball. People can throw, a, you know, sitting in a chair, throw them do like a chest pass. And then there's a vertical leap test. And basically, if we improve those, we know club head speed is going to get better because those directly impact force production uh, in the golf swing. So in a, in a really in a really simple sense, so if I was listening to this and going, yep. all right, then if I get my, if I can get my hands on a medicine ball mm-hmm. and I sit there and do twenty or whatever repetitions of sitting down and then launching it across the room and then s- jump up and down 20 times. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a standing jump test. Is yeah. that what a standing yeah. jump test is? So it's literally, so it's literally we sit and you take a, a, a medicine ball and you sit and you throw it as far as you can one time and then you just mm-hmm. measure how far it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the vertical is, you you know, I always tell people, you got a piece of tape, you kind of squat down, you jump up, you stick it as high as you can on the wall. And then you just measure how high did you get that versus how high, you know, the difference between that and how high your hand reaches. And that tells you how high you jumped, right? Okay. So when, when you come in, we kind of get a baseline and say, okay, this is where you're at on your lower body power. And this is where you're at on your upper body power. It's to the point now where it's, you know, basically I can tell you if you throw the ball like on the chest pass, you know, six inches further or a foot further, how many miles per hour that should translate to in terms of wow. speed game. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it's wild that, you know, so that's where we look at kind of the, the there's the mobility piece, there's the power piece, um, but then there's also the, that we call it the transfer piece. So, for instance, uh, uh, I'll use an example, we had a guy come in, he had played, he was like 6'7", he was 34, 35 years old, had crazy good mobility, he had played basketball division one, he jumped 40 inches, so he had crazy high vertical leap, he threw the ball like 50 feet, <laughs> right? Yeah. And his club head speed, he's six, he's six, seven. His club head speed was 101 miles an hour, right? So now he's off the charts in terms of his mobility, in terms of his power metrics, but his club head speed sucks for yeah. six, seven being that powerful yeah, 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 and that yeah, mobile, yeah. right? I, I so, didn't want to say, I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, that's terrible. So, so that's where you look at that guy and you say, hey, for him, what actually is going to make a big difference is he has all the physical elements, we just need to teach them how to use it. And so that's okay. where then there's a specific type of training we call it. We call it transfer training. It's the technical term is probably more ground reaction force and learning how to sequence kind of how he uses you know, the forces correctly. Uh, and literally in like 12, like 12 to 15 minutes, he was swinging 124, right? And fast forward three years later, he cruises in the 130s now. And so, wow. so there's these kind of – it's interesting when you assess somebody, there's, there's three buckets that people are going to fall into. There's that bucket is we call that the more RPMs under the hood. So that's like somebody who's got a 
eight cylinder engine, but they've only figured out how to get to second gear. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, then you have this kind of balanced firing on, golf firing on two. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. And then you've got this kind of balanced golfer, which is, you know, they, they kind of, their club head speed is relatively equal to their, um, you know, to their strength numbers and they they've got good mobility. And then you've got, unfortunately, where most people land, <laughs> and we call it the ticking time bomb. And this is the people who fail any of the rotary centers. Uh, or unfortunately, we see this a lot with single-digit golfers where club head speeds, so we've got it all based on age demographics and whatnot, mm-hmm. where you can see, hey, how, how fast do you swing compared to other guys your age, right? And so we'll see some guys that are swinging in the 80th percentile, meaning they're swinging faster than 80 out of 100 guys in their age group. But their strength numbers are in like the tenth percentile, meaning they're weaker than or worse than 90, 90 out of hundred. Yeah. So they're 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 getting speed via you know efficiency, technique wise or you know equipment wise, and what that leads to is you know we, is basically we call it the injury gap, where there's this big gap of likelihood of injury. Speed's going to be you know if you are swinging faster, likelihood that you get hurt down the line is going to be high. Uh, but then also if there's mobility limitations, that's where we see the speeds a lot lower than where they should be, and so. When we look at somebody, that's basically we're trying to figure out what's the what is the demographic or like what's the bucket that we're dealing with here because how we go about helping each of those individuals is very different. How we help that yeah. guy, you know, that six seven, you know, firing on two cylinders is very different. In Twelve minutes, he's an extremely happy guy, right? Yeah, my, my guy who fails all three, like three of the four mobility centers, and like has no, can't get more than two inches off the ground. Unfortunately, it's going to take more than 12 minutes, right? <laughs> and so then there's a different approach that we need for that guy, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Is, is the one thing that you're finding the amateur golfer mostly wants is distance? Is that what they're mostly wound up about? I would say that that's probably one of the, I mean, there's a reason why there's all these speed and, you know, and all the speeds, you know, sticks and, you know, training programs out there. And I think I heard uh, somebody said, if you, if you counted up all the yards that uh, one of the, if it was Callaway or TaylorMade or somebody, all the yards that they said that you would gain from since like 1990, the average, the, the club should yeah. be hitting like 500 yards or something, right? Speed sells, right? So, so golfers definitely are interested in speed. I will say that the more common resonator, the more, the more overarching theme really is longevity. And okay. you know, for some people that's speed, right? Speed is a big part of that. For okay. a lot of people, it's like, Hey, if I could pick up 10 yards, like I'm not going to say no, but honestly, I would just love to be able to you know play without my back getting jacked up after two days um, okay. or, you know, so I would say the more overarching word that, that we've kind of found is that 
people kind of come to, I just want to play the game for as long as possible and enjoy it. And for some people, and there's definitely some of those people that say, Hey, I don't care about how I feel. My back kills. I don't care. I want 10 more yards. You got to kind of have a discussion with that person of like, Hey man, if your back doesn't you know, break, does you're not. Does it, does it get harder with older? So like my father's eight, what is he? 84 mm-hmm. and still playing. Yeah. And his awesome. mates and they all, you know, it is awesome. Like it is amazing. Yeah, he plays amazing. right-handed with a left-handed grid. No way. So physically, awesome. he's got some. <laughs> he got some shit going on. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, and so I wonder. I mean, because everybody is different, and the way yeah. everybody has sort of got to the point that it's at, you know, like where mm-hmm. we are, the sum total of our experiences, yeah. certainly physically. Um, so, is that part of the process as well? And then, how does that work online if you're when yeah. you're working with people, and you can only see them on the. I mean, do you, do you do calls like this? Is this oh, how yeah. it works? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do everything live, and, and we've got ways we measure stuff, you know, in terms of all the angles. And that. And I think the night, the important part to me before we did anything online was that uh, you brought up the guarantees. I wanted to make sure that we could guarantee the same results virtually as we do in person. And that's where the science yeah. really allows us to do that is say, hey, you know, Andrew, your hip sucks, your shoulder's no good, um, you know, neck and spine were great but let's fix those two. And like objectively we're going to, every two weeks we're going to, we're going to retest it. Right. And that's where I think, you know, virtually it's, it's, it's important. I almost joke that the coaches that work with their clients virtually, that those clients actually get more coach time than the people who come in, you know, twice a week for an hour and locally versus our virtual guys they are texting back and forth on a day-to-day basis, sending videos, right. jumping on two calls a week. I'm, the virtual guys actually get more contact <laughs> than the in-person. That's kind of cool. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, to your point, like for your father, like that's a huge part of the intake process, right? Is you got to understand, you know, what is the person dealing with? What are their goals? Um, you know, they may be swinging slow relatively, but they may not care about that. They may just be like, hey, I just want to continue to play. And if you could just get rid of my elbow pain, I would be the happiest guy in the world. And it's like, okay. cool, we'll get rid of your elbow pain. Are you cool if we add some yards too? Because that's probably going to happen. Just fair warning. Say that, and then, you, know, you can see just that little heart fluttering, going, "Oh, yeah. wait, okay, <laughs> what, yeah. just ten, just ten. They're, they're like, oh, okay." And I, I can't tell you every time you get you retest. You know, generally at about the first you know two to three months, you'll see about you know three to four miles an hour. So you'll see like kind of like that ten yard range mm-hmm. gain. And then, and then it's funny, the guy who like was like, oh, I don't care. All I want is my elbow. Hey, do you think I can get another 10? <laughs> <laughs> do you think- elbow feels great. Is there another 10 in yeah, there, maybe? Do you think, so. uh, like it, I mean, I understand, I understand the, the importance of measuring for you because you actually yeah. got something to, but is everything over, or do you think everything's overanalyzed now? Like in the- 100%. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. even even with your website, it's you know more distance, more you know, and it's like a it's like a golf that reading a golf ball packet, or yeah. a you know paradigm mm-hmm. driver or whatever. Exactly. You know, like, right. So are we like are we over are we over analyzing things? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's. I mean, I can't I can't say it enough. After seeing how many of you know, the thousands or whatever people I've seen and just talked to a number of golfers I've talked to, the simplicity you know, that it really, to me, boils down to, and we were talked to touch on a little earlier in the beginning, I didn't really know what I was doing. So it was like two hours long. We're going to test 50 different things. Yeah. You know, at this point, it really is very, it's simple. It's not easy necessarily, but it's very, it's a very simple formula. Rotate in mm-hmm. the four areas, make sure you can produce lower body power and upper body power. If you can do those very simple six things, 
that's six, right? Four, five, six. Yeah. 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 If you can do those six things, like physically there, I can tell you what you're going to, or, you know, where your threshold's going to be. I mean, we're to the point now where based off of those tests, I can tell you what your predicted max club head speed is based on your shoulder test or your upper body push test. And so it becomes very, you know, on, on our side, I think very analytical and for us to say, Hey, this is where everything you need. I think it's, unfortunately that gets given to a lot of golfers when they don't need it. You know, really that information is critical for me and for my team and to be able to say, yeah. Hey, where do we need to push the dial for, you know, for Andrew, for your dad to, to get better. But does the 84 year old guy who like, does he really care about getting 1% better? You know, yeah. he may not, he may not. And, and, and I think that's an important piece to understand who you're dealing with and what you're looking and what they're looking for. I mean, it's interesting for, for what you, you know, for what you do, because when you look at the, you go to a golf shop and try a new club and hit it into the net and you've got all that. I don't know. They'll call the dynamics, whatever they're called diagnostics or all the different spin rate, smash factor, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, like it doesn't really mean anything to anyone. It, It only means something to the person selling because once you're actually on a golf course, you don't sit there and go, wow, smash factor of 52. Wow, that's, it was great at 2833. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because you, you can't measure any of those things. So I understand I, I understand it all, but I wonder if it's if it's confusing us and getting in our heads and, and you know, overriding oh, the, the joy yeah, of the experience. I, I think it does. I think I think people get focused so much on the data and it's like, it's like, oh wow, I had a perfect four degrees up on that driver. Well, well yeah, but you're in the woods over there, on the right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> or I even we joke with some of the PTs here, are like kind of long drive guys, and I'll, we'll joke because they'll go out well, there. They're amazing. Oh yeah, but they'll they'll you go to go on a golf course though. They're great. They're amazing to give you their money. That's what they're great for because <laughs> you go on the golf course. They're like they're, they're just swinging the tires again. They're pummeling it, and they're like, whoa, did you see that one? Like three fifty, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you're behind five trees. <laughs> I'll take my 300 over there and you can have the extra 50 and yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take your money at the end. Thank you very much. Right. And so I think people definitely get kind of boiled and bogged down by the analytics. I think that's an important thing we try to do is really simplify and just say, hey, this is all you need to know is don't worry about anything else. If yeah. you can get your hip fixed, you'll be surprised. It's going to clear up six other things. And let's just okay. focus on that. Let's give me 15 minutes a day. You know, if you can do that five days a week, we'll be good in the next two weeks, and then we'll, we can add something else in. And I think that's kind of a refreshing, at least a refreshing message we try to to kind of give to the people that we're working with. And and is it a continuous process, or is it a sort of point where someone can come along and go? I mean, obviously it's different per person, but um, you, you might do your month and get yourself fixed up, or is the idea to just sort of keep checking in and and fixing the small things as they go along? Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't found the magic potion yet that keeps the body totally the same for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, right. If you if you find it, let what? me know. We can make some money, man. I'll put it somewhere. Yeah. I remember, I put it. Oh. Yeah. So I, I think un- unfortunately, unfortunately, the answer is no. And we actually did an interesting data dig, and we looked at basically what we did is we broke down. If uh, we took a sample set of golfers, you know, from 30s to 40s to 50s, kind of by the decade, you know, all the way through their 80s, who didn't do anything. So these are all people who came in, like, and we took all their pretest numbers that before they had done anything physical. Um, and then we took another uh, sample and we looked at people who were doing the right stuff in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. And we looked at kind of decade to decade, what did we expect to see? And it was it was really wild. As 
so at age 41, Andrew, something terrible happens. I don't know what it is, but physiologically, the we just fall off a cliff. So yeah, until that and point, your eyes go. Your eyes go. You can't <laughs> see anymore. But what was interesting is like, so the the benefit of, of fitness and doing the right stuff was, I mean, it was there. It was kind of it was marginal in kind of the 30s and the 40s, but 40 to 50, uh, like you you saw a definite drop in terms of clubhead speed in terms of you know uh, you know decade to decade, 50s to 60s that drop got bigger. 60s to 70s, it was, a, if you don't do anything, that drop is 10 miles an hour. That's the average loss. Right. If you are doing the right stuff, and this is the, we, we can't stop the loss. And this is assuming that you are completely optimized. And anybody listening to this, I doubt you are completely optimized at this point. But if you were yeah. completely optimized, you would lose, we basically, the fitness cuts that loss by about 60% to 70%. So what we saw is guys doing the right stuff from their 60s to their 70s, instead of losing 10 miles an hour, lost like four, right? Okay. So net, they picked up 10 on the people who weren't doing anything. Now, you know, to my point of anybody listening here, they say, oh, if I work out, I'm still going to lose. Well, no, if you start working out today, on average in the first year doing the right stuff, you should pick up, you know, six to eight miles an hour. That's kind of the average that we see in, the, in adults over 50. But it, once you kind of get to the point where you're, you know, we've got some guys that have been working with us six, seven, eight years and those guys, like, they're not picking up three miles an hour a year, right, in their 70s, right? If they can maintain or even pick up a half mile an hour, they're net yeah. picking up massive on, the, on their counterparts. And is there, is there a basic series of stretches that you would recommend, for, you know, for anyone? Is it like, you know, bending the hips sideways or mm -hmm. we're just going to have to wrap it up in a second? So, yeah. like I said, so a couple of exercises you would give to say, you know, to get started. I mean, look, there's, I, I know there's guys around the corner from me who do a similar thing to you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're in, they're in Sydney. They're not in North Carolina. So, yeah. you know, but as I say, you are online. So that's, that's really good. But are there some basic stretches or um, physical things that you can do to just keep yourself in touch? Yeah, they're hundred percent. I'd say that the, the most important low hanging fruit for, 95% of golfers is what's called kind of, you know, tissue work or soft tissue work. So that's using lacrosse balls or softballs or, you know, Theraguns or, you know, any sort of those kind of, you know, guns are popular. And the most important two joints for any golfer to, to hit. And we looked at our, at our assessment results and basically like 90% of golfers pass the neck, like 80% of golfers pass the spine, but like I think 70% fail the hip and 68 or 65% fail the shoulders. So, so like if you really want to dial this down, you want like two areas. You want to look at your shoulders and you want to look at your hips. And what you want to look at are basically, um, you know, particularly like taking a lacrosse ball or softball, rolling around like on your, on your, your butt muscles, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> the back of your hip muscles, um, as well as there's a muscle like right by your hip pocket. Um, like if you're sitting down, you kind of, you know, put your thumbs in your hip pocket there. It's called the, the TFL. And then that is the number one muscle that locks down, that restricts your ability to rotate into your hips the way that we need them for golf. Um, so, you know, if I'd say one, one thing you do is you take a lacrosse ball or softball and you basically roll, you sit on the ground with that ball, you find the spots that make you scream four letter words or think of, hey, I hate that American guy that I heard on, mm. you know, on, that po on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Damn North Carolina. <laughs> but when you find those spots, those that's unhealthy tissue. So, and that, the analogy I always use is tissue is kind of like, you know, a sleeve, you know, think of your arm and you have a sleeve on it. So your sleeve is kind of this fascia. 
So you should be able to lift your arm. The sleeve should, you know, slide down. And mm -hmm. if you took duct tape and you t put it like on the inside of that sleeve so that, you know, it's going to hurt every time you try to move. Basically what we got to do, that's what happens as we age, is we get this kind of duct tapey stuff in there and it restricts our movement. All we got to do is we just got to rip the duct tape off and magically that sleeve will slide and the arm and the, and the joints move. And that's how we can see. And, you know, you go to the guys in Sydney and like, you go, if they do the right stuff in five minutes, you should see an increase of 10, 20 degrees pretty easy usually. Right. Okay. And so, so it's basically the softball and the lacrosse ball are great tools. Uh, are just basically a hard little ball <laughs> are great tools to yeah, like for a cricket any, ball. Exactly. Cricket ball for any golfer to use on their own. It's cheap and you can just go after it. You know, you can go, we have tons of stuff on YouTube and there's tons of you know, exercise everywhere over the world on YouTube. And you just go on there and, and you just say, Hey, how do I do that exercise? You take five minutes, you do that five minutes a day. It's amazing how much more mobility people have, how much less pain people will have. Um, but in terms of the, the, the shoulders and the hips are by far and away the biggest low hanging fruit for every golfer listening to address. Okay, really good advice. So, Chris Finn, you are the uh, well, you're par for success, but also in the Golf Digest uh, top 50 golf fitness trainers. Um, so, you're doing look really good stuff. So, 10 years in, you're out of your car, you got an office, <laughs> it's going well. I really appreciate your time today. Um, yeah. And if they want to get a hold of you, it's get online and, and, and find you that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they can uh, go to, uh, we actually, we created a, a special page for all listeners. It's uh, parforsuccess.com slash Andrew. And they can go, they can grab the, the home assessment for totally free. So they, okay, can great. Yeah, they can take the assessment live. It's interactive. So it tells you right then and there if you're good or if you're in the not so good, which fortunately most of you will be yeah. there. But then it also gives you some ideas and some insights in terms of, you know, how to, how to handle it and what to do. And, um, and yeah, any of social platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is just at par for success. Uh, you guys yeah. can find us anywhere there. So Yeah, we're just having a look at your powerlifting uh, page, the YouTube thing. Yeah. The deadlift, good, yeah. very good. Enjoyed it. That's good on you, Chris. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So that's Path for Successes, Chris Finn, the owner and founder. Um, and guaranteed success, guaranteed results. So uh, I hope it works for you. I've been doing the, uh, the ball and the hip. And um, yeah, I had a good game the other day. So um, try it out. And if you go to par for success forward slash Andrew, you can get a free assessment uh, and see how you get along. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, more coming. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.